I'm it, thinking this is bollocks, but then at the same time, it's like, is it? No, no, it? no, it's real. It's it's mainly shaft. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Films on Trial. I'm Gav. I'm Dave. And I'm Austin. So I'm expecting there to be another two in there at some point. I thought I had more time. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Feels very <laughs> weird to go straight after Gav. <laughs> Comes at your heart, doesn't it? It does. And uh, yet, well, today we're here to record a very special episode of the podcast where we'll be taking a look at the films that will be exhibited at the 2022 Liverpool Film Festival or Liveth for short, which is definitely, it's definitely easier to write, uh, but not easier to say that. So uh, yeah, yeah. Basically we have watched all of the trailers for the Liverpool Film Festival. So we haven't actually seen the films as such. So we probably won't be putting them on trial because as I said, we haven't watched the films, but we will be discussing them at length and, and maybe sentencing them without a trial like an execution in an undemocratic dictatorship. I, I don't <laughs> want to set this precedent here. <laughs> I'm all for that, to be honest with you. I've had it up to here with democracy. This is essentially what we're doing here is profiling. We're just basically looking at these films and going, that one looks like it's going to be bad. That one's going to commit a crime. That film's terrible. It's just like we're yes, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It's my Minority Report, the Minority Report of podcasts. So, so now before we go on to the sentencing, I should say, uh, should we try and find out a little bit more about the film festival itself? So why don't we spin the Wheel of Impressions? Is that a duck? Jesus, I don't. I think in like the two That's years tough. or whatever we've been using this, I've never ever heard a duck. I've never heard that duck. It, yeah, got a lot of the for itself. Uh, so it has landed on Joel. Uh, the closest person to Joel there is Dave, though. So, uh, Dave, uh, you, unfortunately, you're going to be reading out the synopsis here. So right. what we do here is we usually read out the synopsis of the film that we're putting on trial in the style of one of the cast or characters from the film. However, because we're reading out the synopsis for a film festival. Dave, that's what you're going to read out. Yes. But how would we like Dave to read that synopsis out, Austin? Uh, this Liverpool Film Festival, you're the furthest away from Liverpool. Why don't you do your best Scouse accent? What, what am I reading? <laughs> oh, it's uh, up in the chat. <laughs> I put it in the chat bar, Dave. Come on, Dave. Oh, okay. That, I wonder what that was. I just, you know... <laughs> Like most of Gav's messages, I just tuned that out. I went past it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so yeah. what am I doing? You are reading out the synopsis for the Liverpool Film Festival in your in best. Well, I'd, I'd say, i tell French you what, Dave. I'll give, give you a choice. One of the Beatles. You get to pick which oh, one. Oh, yeah, be a Beatle. Um, okay, yeah. I can't do any Beatles impressions. So how about I try... And you tell me which Beatle you think I'm trying to do. That sounds, <laughs> great. That sounds like a great compromise. Okay. Uh, the Liverpool Film Festival looks to find the most bold and inventive stories that the independent film community has to offer and then screen them here in Liverpool, the birthplace of the Beatles and a city of rich, culturally creative history and passion. That's got to be Paul McCartney. Was, yeah, I, was, I was, was trying for Paul McCartney, so I'm pleased with that. That was, that was, that was a very, it. very good. Yeah, that was a great very good Paul McCartney. Yeah, oh, good. that's a relief because I half it's like that's Defo John Lennon. That it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was Defo. It was my best John Lennon. <laughs> Considering that was really off the cuff, I, I think that was very, very impressive. To be honest, Steve. Thank you. I thought it was going to come. Yeah. <laughs> it's all. It's always the impressions that catch me off guard that actually come out all right. <laughs> yeah. If, as soon as I go into one thinking I'm all right. 
right with this. I can do a good impression of Schwarzenegger. That's when it all melts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll spend weeks preparing for an impression and they all just come out sounding like Christopher Walken. <laughs> anyway, a little bit more about the film festival itself. So the festival aims to match the ambition of the city's cool and artistic identity. And I'm quoting here, is an international film festival with credibility and integrity which is obviously no doubt why they reached out to us and asked us <laughs> to be involved because credibility and integrity are the cornerstone of every one of our debates about bodily fluids or celebrity genitalia. Two things we've lost since the start of 2022, let's be honest now. Anyway, seriously, this year it looks to really have a great lineup and, and I'm not just saying that. No, the, the festival is welcoming some incredible filmmakers from all around the world to showcase their work on stunning cinema screens that will provide the perfect platform to see the films how they are meant to be seen. So the festival itself will be running from Thursday the 3rd of November till Sunday the 6th of November. All screenings will take place at the Odeon Liverpool One and there will be post-screening Q&As, networking events and after parties. And you can purchase your tickets from liveth.com. I'll say that again, that's L-I-V-I-F-F. All the films are priced at £4.50 until the 31st of October when they may shoot up. So get your tickets early. Or what you can do is stick around until the end of this episode where we'll be giving away three pairs of tickets to the Liverpool Film Festival in our Liveth Prize giveaway. So do stay tuned until the end of the episode to hear how you can get your hands on those Liveth tickets <laughs> it's the fact that you pause before you say it and you put so much emphasis on that second f at the end <laughs> <laughs> there's two s dave they both need to be pronounced now on to the executions i mean evaluations uh, now did you guys get a chance to watch all of the trailers mm-hmm. yes, yep. yes yes I mean, Ozzy, you must have been in your fucking element here. This is right. I watched them twice and then tried to go onto IMDb to get the reviews so I could take my notes, but I was stuck with making my own notes. But yeah, this is. Yeah, I mean, for for, for context, every episode we'll put a film on trial and Ozzy will never watch the film, but he will watch the trailer. So he's uh, the the Lionel Hutz of films on trial. So, so what I thought we'd do here, guys, if it's okay with you, is go through the films chronologically from Thursday, the 3rd of November, up until the end of the festival on the 6th, and we'll talk about each film one by one, and we'll just give a little bit of a brief description of what the film involves, and what our thoughts are on the film, and whether we think we would go and see it or not. Does that sound okay with you guys? Sounds good, sounds good. Works for me. Okay, lovely stuff. So, Thursday the 3rd of November, the film festival gets off to a great opening with Savage Waters, which is a documentary directed by Mickey Corker. And it's about a 19th century treasure hunter's journal inspires a captivating journey to seek out and surf a mythical, never-ridden wave in some of the most remote and dangerous waters of the Atlantic Ocean. So... What did we think about this, Dave? They had me at Charles Dance narrating. <laughs> sold, <laughs> sold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that is a great choice of narrator for one thing. But yeah, the, the, in all seriousness, looking at the film, it looks great. I mean, these waters looked terrifying. I remember oh. we were discussing it on the chat last night, and the footage they got of this this wave. I mean, it's probably even. I don't even know if they actually find the wave that they're looking for. You know, this this ultimate wave to surf. Uh, I don't even know if they find it. You know, we'll have to find out. But this looks good, and if those waves are anything to go by in the trailer. 
this is terrifying. This is like oh, yeah. my worst. I live by the sea. This is my worst nightmare. <laughs> I totally agreed. I was captivated. You know, this is right up my street in terms of a film, to be honest with you. It looks like relatively low budget in terms of the the way the trailer's cut. And maybe the the 19th century book is just a bit of a ploy that we're going to go to this place because it looks like a great wave. But I don't really care because the trailer made it look terrifying and exciting at the same time so I'm, yeah. I'm i'm on board with that to be honest with you oh definitely i agree with everything you're saying to be honest um, i think this one really stood out for me uh, i think it looks fantastic to be honest uh, dave you've ridden the big one at blackpool how do you think this compares <laughs> when we're talking about big terrifying things yeah. how, how do you reckon it compares to the, the big one me or the, the big one <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i i don't get me wrong I would have the same level of terror on the big one as I would have on this wave because, you know, I, I hate roller coasters and I hate giant waves that can drown me. So I would be <laughs> terrified either way. But no, these these guys looking for this wave. I mean, it's 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 a family, isn't it, really? The focus of the whole thing. It's just like yeah. the, the, uh, I, they must have balls of steel because I would be terrified. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 they're cut from a different cloth to me entirely you know they this adrenaline seeking you know the thirst for the thrill of like uh, extreme sport and what have you that this isn't me but i'll enjoy watching a documentary about other people who who oh, do yeah, enjoy yeah. this yeah it's got echoes of uh, like the dawn wall have you seen that on netflix that uh where the guy climbs up the, the dawn wall in uh yosemite uh, i don't think i have no, it's that oh, same wow. it's just uh, it looks terrifying it's completely yeah, yeah. not something i would ever do well, I think I think the the mark of like a good documentary film that, that is covering one of these like thrill seeking hobbies mm. is that it, it captures the real life terror of it because because uh, you can you can do that and you know it can be absolutely adrenaline thrilled it can be absolutely terrifying but to to capture it correctly on, on footage can be a completely different thing. You could film that and it could look like a piece of piss. Exactly. <laughs> boring, boring as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Why would you even bother? But yeah, this... But yeah, but the, the fact that the, the, they do that, well, it looks like so well in, in the trailer is what really sort of captured my attention, to be honest. I mean, I, I, I get terrified when I go up to my knees down Bearbo Bank. So <laughs> this is definitely one for me. <laughs> but there's a uh, quick stand at Bearbo Bank. So there is, there is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so these, these guys here, they had it easy. That's a piece of piss <laughs> scaling that big wave. They should get down to Bearbo Bank and <laughs> really. Um, Really try their luck in the quicksand down there. <laughs> okay, so our diluted Riking scale, Austin. <laughs> would you say this is this is for me or oh shit, I've gone wrong. <laughs> no, I got, here we go. Would you say that this is must see or not for me? Uh, must see, must see for me. Dave, it's a must see for me as well. And that three for three, must see for me also. Okay, looking forward to that one. Moving on to the next film, or I should say collection of films, on Thursday the 3rd of November. It's a collection of narrative short films, and the reason I'm highlighting this one um, is because it includes Kathy Tyson's directorial debut, Lillian. So you will know, hopefully, Kathy Tyson. Well, I definitely know Dave will know Kathy Tyson. Because of course, you know I know Kathy Tyson. Mona Lisa with Bob Hoskins, of course. Exactly, Mona Lisa <laughs> with Bob Hoskins. I did actually watch Help recently, which was uh, Jodie Comer and Stephen Graham. And that's mm. brilliant. And, and she made an appearance in that as well. She's, uh, so, in, yeah. she's in more than you think, Kathy Tyson. She crops in quite a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Very prevalent uh, uh, actress. 
but this is her directorial debut and it does sound like an interesting one so the synopsis is as follows Lillian Bader a mixed race war veteran of Barbadian English descent had enlisted into the Women's Auxiliary Air Force in 1941 as an instrument repairer and rose to the rank of corporal she has a past and a knock at the door from Eddie opens up a story of hidden intentions Mm. So, what do we think about that, Austin? I think it sounds really interesting because I'm aware of Lillian Bader because she was, yeah, like one of the first black um, women to the, be allowed within the, the, yeah, the first. The. She's from Toxteth. You know, she's a local lady. I, I would like to watch it purely from a historical point of view and to to get some grasp of it. I think it sounds interesting. D- Dave, you saw the trailer, didn't you? What did you think? Did, yeah. Um, it piqued my interest. It was it was um, Lillian Bader reading a letter, like a, an open letter she'd written to the headmaster of the local school, basically saying, you know, you're studying um, World War II in history, and there is no reference in any of the kids' textbooks to black servicemen, and your teachers aren't mentioning anything about black servicemen working in in the armed forces in Britain during World War II. And as she said, there were plenty of them. I was one myself, is her her whole point in this open letter. And there isn't much more to the trailer. I mean, the film's only 16 minutes long, so it doesn't give too much more away than that, nor would you want it to. But it's piqued my interest. You know, I know the name Lillian Bader, but I don't know anything about her. This open letter's case in point. We weren't told about her in school. So, you know, this is the perfect chance, I think, to educate people about people like Lillian Bader and what they what they did, what they contributed to the country at its darkest hour, you know. So I think, and Kathy Tyson, you know, local lady done well, uh, and she's made this a directorial debut. And from what I've seen from interviews with Kathy Tyson, this is clearly a passion project for her. This is a subject matter that she is passionate mm-hmm. about. Um, so I think she she will do it justice. One way, whether even though this is her her debut, she's been in the film industry long enough to, to, for me to consider this a safe pair of hands. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think this is interesting, and I, I can't wait to find out more and learn more. Yeah, I, I think spot on there. To be honest, Dave, I, the thing is as as well is why I think that this film is particularly interesting is because this is a very relevant subject. I think this has this been a conversation, especially this month, Black History Month, talking about a curriculum within secondary and primary schools with regards to black history in, in, in Britain. And the fact that, well, for, I mean, I think I speak for all of us when I said that in, in our sort of school experience, there was no real information about black history, about people like Louis Bader. And it, I think that, that this film will hopefully address that. And even though it is a short film, it does sound like a very full, impactful 16 minutes. So must see or not for me, Austin? Yeah, must see. Must see. And yeah, I, I'm completely the same. Must see for me, Dave? Three for three. It's a must see. Lovely stuff. Oh, look at this. Great start. Hey, so, so far, that's it. That is Thursday, the 3rd of November dawn. And we 100% want to go and see everything there. And I think you guys should as well. Okay, so we start off on Friday the 4th with Crack in the Mountain. So, A Crack in the Mountain is a powerful expose about how both good and bad intentions can ultimately lead to one of the world's greatest natural wonders being trampled for money, as it looks at the underground kingdom of Hang Son Dong. So what do we think about this one, Dave? Um, again, this has piqued my interest. I'd never heard of it. 
I'd never heard of Hank's Own Building. I think it's fairly, it's only just become, I think, uh, more commonly known around the world fairly recently, I believe. Um, so I, I'll forgive myself for not having heard of it, but it looks beautiful. This underground kind of ecosystem. I say underground, obviously there is the light, but um, yeah, like a, a, a lot of caves involved, like underwater waterfalls and things like that. This beautiful ecosystem in vietnam it it looks incredible like nothing i've ever seen before it looks absolutely sublime um and then yeah the fact that <laughs> no sooner have i heard of it that i'm being told that it might be endangered <laughs> from people trying to move in and what was it? It, it someone mentioned something about a cable car running to it or something some way of making it more accessible i think is is the problem and as, yeah as soon as you heard this beautiful place exists and it's just like oh let's uh let's make it more accessible to everybody and trash it it's like oh yeah that's this is mankind, isn't it? This is what we do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, it it looks incredible. I can't wait to see this one. This this one really does look fascinating. Okay, thanks, Dave. Austin. While I agree that it looks beautiful, I felt the trailer had, and, and don't get me wrong, I am a, very much an environmentalist. That's literally my job is to make the world greener and thingy. But this felt like it had too much of an agenda, even from the trailer. Um, it just... I don't know, it just felt too opinionated immediately. Um, and I, but I love the visuals. I think it looks like an incredible place. I'd never seen anything like it, you know, in the, the shots that you see in the trailer. This clearly does look a wonderful, wonderful place. And 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 everything they say, I totally resonate with that within within years, you know, we will have ruined it based on just what we've seen in the trailer, people trying to commercialize it, make it a tourist attraction. Um, but the, the 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 trailer itself made me think it was very one-sided and it just had a real agenda to push and it didn't didn't resonate well with me um albeit a very beautiful looking uh <coughs> mild resonation yeah you know i i i kind of I have to agree with Ozzy, but not on everything, um, which pains me to say, to be honest, uh, that I have to agree with Ozzy. <laughs> even slightly. <laughs> even, even, even slightly, yeah. But it makes me feel very odd inside. But I, I think it did look absolutely beautiful. I didn't know too much about this natural wonder beforehand. So doing a little bit of research afterwards, I was really, really in intrigued. And yeah, as you said yourself, Dave, seeing the th things that they're, they're trying, I don't know if they're trying to do good, they're trying to make it more accessible, they're trying to bring revenue in and to help support the people, uh, well, the, the locals there, but they're just doing it in the wrong way, yeah. Just basically think of the lawyer from Jurassic Park, you know, where he's saying, <laughs> we can charge 5,000 a day, 10,000 a day, and people will pay it. He's the guy that they've got. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So... <laughs> But, but, but what I didn't like about the trailer, though, is that it seemed to be too interested in the perspectives perspectives of, of non-natives. There was a lot of just, I, I don't know, it just, it just didn't resonate with me very well. You know, just a lot of white American or British guys just talking about it. And I'm like, well, you know, what do you know about it? You know, I, I, I don't know. I just, whatever seats, and, and probably they know a lot, you know, <laughs> probably. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's it. And I'm probably judging a book by its cover, but just when, and then all of a sudden you see Obama creep up there. I was just like, it's almost like they just kind of uh, 
bringing people into the trailer mm. to be like, oh, look, you know, you know who this guy is. Come and watch this to see what he has to say about it. Uh, it just felt a little bit like sensationalist when it didn't need to be. I'd rather it be a little bit more stripped back and concentrate on the story from a local perspective. But, you know, that, that that's my, my opinion. I'm probably judging it too harshly, but fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so must see or not for me, Dave? It's a must see. Okay, Ozzy? It's a not for me, I think. I'm going to, I would wait until it's on YouTube, I think. It's not yeah, unfortunately, it's a not for me either. Sorry, sorry, guys. Uh, but I, I would, as I said, I would like to, to watch it, but I don't think I'll be uh, scrambling to the Odin to go and see this on Friday the 4th. Uh, tickets £4.50, by the way. Uh, <laughs> So next up, we have The Rumba Kings. The award-winning music documentary film, The Rumba Kings, celebrates the epic quest of the Democratic Republic of the Congo, an African nation that fought colonial oppression, found freedom, and forged a new identity through music. Too many F-O words there. For, found, forged. I thought I was going to get some of them mixed up at some point there and say that they fought freedom. But let's, <laughs> anyway... What do we think about this one, Dave? Very excited about this one. This one really piqued my attention. Um, I've been, I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you guys, but I've been working through the list of the 500 greatest albums according to Rolling Stone magazine. And while I was doing this list, I found an album by King Sonny Ade, who's a Nigerian musician. And as I was listening to it, it made me realize I know nothing about African music. Mm-hmm. And I bet a lot of guys... Uh, of our generation know nothing about African music. And then this documentary came along. I saw this trailer and I started looking in the Congolese rumba a bit more and it's, it, it's big. It's like bigger than, than we are giving it credit for. It's, it's been given UNESCO uh, cultural heritage. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's been allocated UNESCO yeah. protection for cultural contribution. It started from like Cuban uh, music, Cuban song music, but it's got nothing to do with the Cuban rumba that we know now. It kind of evolved over time. And like, like some guy says in the trailer, Kinshasa in the 1960s, it was like London or Detroit or all the other like music hubs that the world had in the 60s. It was big for, for African music and for African people. This was their swing in 60s. You know, this was like the, the, the Mersey beat kind of invasion or, you know, like the, mm-hmm. uh, the new Br- wave of British metal, that kind of thing. This was huge. I can't understate it. And I can't believe I didn't know about it. So, you know, seeing as I am trying to like educate myself more in world music and music I'm unfamiliar with, I am chomping at the bit to get at this film and, and be educated. Yeah, I I completely agree, to be honest, Dave. I know a little bit about Cuban rumba, but yeah, watching the trailer, I was like, oh, wow, you know, I've never, ever heard of this. Mm. It sounds so interesting. And yeah, in the trailer where it says, you know, this is as big as well, the equivalent, like the Beatles or the Stones in the day, you know, this is absolutely huge. I thought it was really interesting that there's loads of great unseen footage of the music from the, you know, the past, say, four or five decades. Uh, and I thought it was really interesting, the um, links between music and national liberation as well. Mm-hmm. I think that is a very interesting subject matter that I don't know anything about. And after watching the trailer, I'm very interested to find out more. Yeah, I mean, it does look it does look incredible on those lines in terms of like how the music evolved and how it became kind of a way to escape the oppression. I mean, let's face it, you know, the Congolese people suffered like very few people on earth have ever suffered mm-hmm. in in the uh, in those decades. So to see, you know, this is how they identified it. it became so much more than just music. It became cultural identity to them. You know, it, I can't understate this enough. <laughs> uh, well, I'm gonna. Um 
Like our little confessionary, and I thought it was going to be a documentary about the guy who invented the old. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when it started, I was a little bit surprised when the trailer began. However, I agree with everything you guys said. I was very, very pleasantly surprised that that. It wasn't about couldn't pronounce it, and, uh, <laughs> and honestly, it was right up my street. Everything about it was fantastic. The the you know the 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 African version of the French language. Uh, those guys, they just speak with so much passion. It's just a wonderful thing to listen to. Um, it was brilliant. Like the trailer was great. It felt like it felt very authentic because you know when you're looking at it and you know me, my fonts. It looked like it was created in PowerPoint. It is rough <laughs> as anything, but so it just feels so authentic that these guys have just pull together all of the footage that they've got about this this area and it doesn't for me all of it's unseen you know it was it was a real awakening in terms of this is great you know and uh, the little cut-ins i'm really looking forward to seeing the the real um, juxtaposition of the fun times they're having against the 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 fighting of oppression i think it looks like i mean i hope they've done it well uh, that you know that's all i can really hope because it, it's a very tough ask to to capture the the elation of of you know of any sort of music scene and those guys are clearly having a party against what is you know uh, we you know we're aware of not it's not hammered home in terms of uk history but we're aware of the oppression and all that so i think if they do it well this is going to be a wonderful documentary yeah yeah definitely i can see this being really really big so austin must see or not for me must see must see must see yeah i would agree must see for me also dave Absolutely must see. Okay, three for three. Must see. That one is the Rumba Kings, and that is 8pm on Friday the 4th of November. Yeah, so now we'll move on to Saturday the 5th of November, and we'll start with the first feature documentary of the day, which is Nobody Knows Casper, which is uh, on 4pm on Saturday the 5th of November. Uh, this is a documentary film about the YouTube personality Casper from the YouTube series Ask Casper. As his fame and subscribers grow, so does his inner unease and memories of a difficult childhood. The documentary spans eight years as we see Casper become a father, but do we see him truly become an adult? Hmm, who knows? Dave, what did you think about this trailer? Uh, I mean, again, it won't surprise you, no, I've not heard of this this ass cast but i barely heard of youtube i'm an old man now you know <laughs> I, I don't i don't i don't care for these things but i've got to admit this does look like quite a charming look at this man's life you know i mean the youtube phenomenon you know the money that these youtube creators can make now is is astronomical it's incredible you know it, it boggles the mind for people of a certain generation like myself but um <laughs> you know this guy comes across well i think on camp from what the trailer told me anyway this guy's like a it seems quite a charming character uh probably why he's done so well on youtube but yeah i think it might be quite nice to to to, to follow him for a bit and have this little like insight into his life um mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's not the one that like grabbed my attention the most of all the films here but you know it looked pleasant yeah, I, I could watch this. Okay, thanks for that, Dave. I wasn't particularly taken by this. Maybe it's because I hate YouTube personalities because I'm an incredibly bitter man and I think, why why them and not us? All the <laughs> hard work and effort and all the hours I have to spend listening to you babble on 
and 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 I haven't got any money from YouTube. And look at this guy here. But but Ava can suck up all that hatred and bitterness for one moment. Uh, it does look like an interesting documentary, to be honest. I, I'm quite intri- intrigued by the span of it as well. Eight years of this guy's life, where we see several ups and downs. We see him become a father. I do think it does sound like an interesting concept, but it's not one that I'm particularly engaged with. So yeah, a bit on the fence, maybe leaning more towards bidding it off. Austin. Uh, Yeah. um, Likewise with you earlier, it pains me to say that I agree with you. (laughs) This looks, um, I, I think this does look interesting. Like without doubt, it's been, I think it's a good choice of a documentary. It's just, I'm not enamored by going to watch it. It didn't really fill me with, it felt very slick. The trailer feels slick. It feels well put together. It's clearly um, a labor of love. Someone really believes in what they've done here and I can I can accept it for the art that they've put in, but the topic just doesn't um, doesn't excite me, you know? So, so for me, like, I'm going to jump straight in there. This is a not for me but I can totally appreciate the effort that's gone in. It looks, it looks like a YouTube video, like a really good, somebody knows what they're doing here. They're clearly a professional. Um, so I can appreciate the effort and the art, but no, this isn't for me. Okay. And Dave, I'll probably leave thinking not for me. Cause like I say, YouTube personalities is nothing I'm really familiar with or particularly care about, but I will give it a go. You know, it does look like it, like Austin says, it looks like it's well-made and you know, maybe the fact that as with some of the other films, the fact that I don't know much about the subject, might be enough to get me through the door but yeah yeah i'd say must see okay i would also have to say not for me unfortunately but it if you're interested in youtube personalities why don't you check out nobody knows casper on saturday the 5th of november at 4 p.m uh just very quickly uh who's your favorite casper ask casper casper the ghost or casper schmeichel casper van dien <laughs> None of the above. Careful, <laughs> man. Of course. How how did I miss out the amazing chin of Casper Van Dien? <laughs> this is films on trial, man. Come on. Of course, it's honestly, if it would have been an eight-year documentary about Casper Van Dien, I would have probably been all over that. To be honest. <laughs> to be honest, if it had been an eight-year documentary, I'd have gone back and got. And now, tell me about the other forty-two years of the man's life, please. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to say it would have been an incredibly short documentary (laughs) 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 okay uh, next up we've got 0151 Liverpool rap and politics so what do we think about this one guys this is a short documentary which pieces together the political history of Liverpool a city with the oldest black community in Europe through the city's best storytellers its rappers it also explores how the city's rappers from the 1980s up until today have used their music as a form of radical expression no trailer for this one I couldn't find one online either but what do we think what do we what do we like the sound of it Austin this is completely what I'd like to see. I've been to a few spoken word nights uh, recently and, um, you know, and over the last few years, just sort of to the end of COVID and some of the people with the most expressive stories to see have been from the Liverpool like rap community. And, and, and I think this sounds really interesting from a Liverpool point of view. I think it would be interesting. It opens up your eyes to a different side of the, of the city. You know, it's a, like we mm-hmm. said earlier, this is a life that we don't get a part of. Where, you know, fairly sheltered upbringing in this regard. And, and um, yeah, I searched 
long and hard to get um, some sort of trailer or some sort of inkling of what it's going to be about. So I'd be well up for um, for watching this. This I think this sounds really interesting, and I would love to uh, to to do this. Okay, thank you very much for that, Austin. Dave, what are your thoughts? Um, I didn't get to see this one myself, but it sounds interesting. From what Austin's just said and from what I've read about it, yeah, sold. I've heard everything I need to hear. Yeah, I think it sounds great, to be honest. So I'm actually really disappointed that I couldn't find a trailer. So if anybody is listening to this and they do have a trailer to hand, please forward it on to us because I would really like to see. I just don't suppose it's, it's too long to wait until the actual film is on yeah. the outing. Uh, but <laughs> it, it, it does sound like a really, really interesting uh, uh, film. Uh, I have recently read uh, Carla's um, autobiography, natives where it speaks a little bit about the 1980s in Liverpool and you know was as you said lived a very sheltered upbringing it was a subject that I didn't know a great deal amount and it was incredibly interesting and thought-provoking and this sounds like it ties in quite well without obviously going into a, a lot more detail and it's something that I'd be really really interested to find a lot more information about so yeah I would say it is a must, must see for me, Dave. Yeah, must see. And Austin. Likewise, must see. Good stuff. Okay, so it's on Saturday the 5th of November, but we haven't been given a time that it's on. But if you go on to the Liverpool Film Festival website, L-I-V-F-F, no, sorry, L-I-V-I-F-F, then you will find out a full schedule of the day and hopefully it will include the time for that film also so moving on to our next film which is grounds of hope so in a small rural town alex a former professional boxer lives as a worker for a concrete materials company one night chased by armed men his twin sister breaks into his home with a migrant and his daughter alex forced by the situation helps to hide them unaware that they are keenly sought the spiral starts with no choice and under financial pressure he starts competing in illegal boxing fights now I really, really liked the look of this. I thought the cinema photography in the trailer looked absolutely beautiful. I, I think I really liked the subject matter as well. It sounds really interesting. And the music as well. It was Hopefully it's, it's the music that they use within the film, but it was really haunting. It reminded me a lot of The Last of Us. And I wanted to watch a much longer trailer of it so I could find out more information because it was a bit brief. It didn't go into too much detail which i ordinarily really like about trailers when they don't divulge too much information <laughs> but this time around i was like i want to know more so yeah i i thought it was really interesting austin what what did you think um i wasn't enamored with this in actual fact i i, I agree with you i think some of the visuals looked absolutely fantastic but the story and some of the acting it felt it felt kind of art schooly in a bit of a not in a not in a not in a conceptual kind of way just in a little bit of a it felt quite amateurish. Um, and I don't know whether that's because it was very real. Like, you know, the way you get um, like a, a blockbuster and you might have the boxing fight is is OTT, you know, it's, so it's, mm-hmm. it's hyper-realistic. So it it's cinematography, whereas this is real. You know, it's, yeah. it, it felt real. It felt... Um, no, I, I like that. It reminded me yeah. a bit of uh, Nomadland, if you watched that a couple of years back. That sort of like hyper-realistic film in that it almost looks like a documentary yes. in the way, in the way yes. that it's filmed. This, this, yeah, this, this felt like a documentary in terms yeah. of... Well, you're saying not in a good way. <laughs> but it, yeah, yeah, but it, I think what it was, it wasn't what I was 
hoping to see is that you know is that an, an, like it's the sort of thing which i would argue against you on when we're if we were doing the trial of any film we say oh yeah it's not really what i wanted to to see so therefore it's not for me it's completely what's happened to me when i watch this trailer it's like oh yeah i'm i'm not into that but so you're saying that the synopsis sounded really interesting. The subject yeah. matter sounds like an interesting one, but the actual trailer itself was, was a bit too, uninspiring for you. It was too gritty. You know, okay. it was too real. It felt like it could actually be happening. And and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It just isn't what I needed when I was watching this trailer, you know. And Dave? Uh, similar to what Austin's saying, actually, I thought it was. It, it seems a bit bleak, I think was the word I came away thinking. I was like, this... Does not look like a laugh a minute. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't think it's meant to be. It's I don't not think that's what he's going for. No, no, I don't think that's what he's going for. The child catch is terrifying in that. <laughs> not, not a laugh a minute either. Um, no, I, I think this looks excellent though. I, I think the way that it's shot, like you say, this looks incredible. Mm -hmm. um, the subject matter though is, is a little off-putting for me just because it's like, God, you've got to be in the mood for this. It's one of those films where it's like, I've got to be in the right headspace to watch this. This could be, this could be quite a tough watch. This could be quite bleak. Uh, but catch me on the right day, and this is certainly a film I think I'd go watch. Must see or not for me, Dave? Um, at the right time, must see. <laughs> Austin? Yeah, I think if it wasn't Bonfire Night, I'd be all, all over that. <laughs> but no, I thought you were going to make a bonfire-related joke, but... Uh, <laughs> No, no, yeah. not for me, not for me. No, uh, well, I, I'd say it was must-see for me, and I think that there's going to be the, the real fireworks of the night are going to be in the Odeon, Liverpool <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, okay, thank you very much. Uh, so that one is Grounds for Hope, which is on 6pm on Saturday, the 5th of November. I meant to ask before, Austin, who's your favourite Liverpool-based rapper? Uh, Hazy, I think. Ah, yeah, a, a yeah. genuine answer. Yeah, a genuine answer. <laughs> okay, now moving on to 8pm, we've got Alice Through the Looking. French philosophy student Alice falls in love with a boy called Rabbit at a maxed, ma masked, I can't even say the word masked, ma ma why do I keep on saying masked? Ma masked. <laughs> why does that sound so weird? The, what the fuck's wrong <laughs> with me? It's going to be the start of this show. Masked. <laughs> masked, 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 the masked, masked singer. Uh, so, <laughs> French, I'd be terrible hosting that gig, wouldn't I? And now the, the masked singer. The mask. <laughs> okay, French philosophy student Alice falls in love with a boy named Rabbit at a masked ball in London and takes him oh, home. On a, on a ship, Gav, is that what you're <laughs> Masked. <laughs> I'm having real difficulty saying that word. A masked, at a masquerade ball in London <laughs> and takes him home. The next morning, Rabbit has disappeared along with any indication that their night together ever occurred. Determined to find him, Alice sets out through a Brexit London that has turned very strange indeed, aided by a psychologist slash detective, Dr. Cat Pillar, BA, as reality, nightmare and cinema blur into each other. What the fuck do we think about this one? This looks I, truly bizarre. Aussie. I thought this looked fucking hilarious. I remember laughing throughout the trailer. At first I thought, this looks shit. And then almost immediately, I was like, this is my humour. This is completely what I'm into. When that when that the detective threw the moustache on, I was like, oh yeah, this is this is so 
outrageous and just crazy. I'm going to love this every minute of it because it ma- looks like it makes no sense whatsoever. It just looks batshit crazy. You know? I, I, it's, I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, it, it starts off a little bit like a David Lynch film and then it turned into something out of the Mighty Boosh with elements of yeah, yeah, Adam yeah. and Joe thrown in there as well with the little plasticine figures. It, it, it does look absolutely bonkers. It looks, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I, I thought it looked pretty shit, but <laughs> it, it's right up my street, so I will 100% be going to see this. <laughs> so uh, it's 100% a must-see for me. Ozzy? Yep, 100%, 100%. And, and Dave? Uh, no, I've been burned before. Remember when we went to go see Willem Dafoe in the old woman, Gav? Yeah, I do remember when we went to go see that. But I've been burned before by this kind of trippy out there stuff. Uh, this this is not for me, I don't think. Uh, this is far too out there. And when the, the director calls his own film a spectacle, the alarm bells start ringing <laughs> around my head. Um, you know what? Sheer fascination might get me through the door, but ultimately I don't think this is for me. Okay, thank you very much, Dave. Uh, Moving on now to Sunday, the 6th of November, which starts off with The Ugly Truth, which isn't a Gerard Butler film. It is... It's actually... When I Googled it, I did get the... uh, Is it Catherine Heigl, Gerard Butler? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, this can't be it. (laughs) So at 12pm, there's The Ugly Truth. Mona, her husband, Theo, and daughter, Hannah, live in... An idyllic villa on the outskirts of Berlin when the attractive 18-year-old daughter of a friend comes to visit. The profound problems and fragility of the small family reveal as a tragic downward spiral takes its inevitable course. Now, I'm not going to lie. I was really interested by the sound of... The attractive 18-year-old daughter. That that definitely piqued my interest. Uh, no, I, I was <laughs> was interested by the synopsis, but when I put the trailer on, it looked a bit shit. It started off, and it reminded me of National Lampoon's Dad's Week Off. If anybody watched that with Hen- Henry Winkler, of course it, we didn't watch that. Yet. Come on, <laughs> but it looked a bit it, it looked a bit naff. However, halfway through the trailer, fuck me, it really does kick in. Like it takes a really sinister. 10. It reminds me a little bit of something like, you know, the sort of 80s, 90s erotic thrillers like The Babysitter or Poison Ivy. So it looks pretty good, to be honest. So I'm not going to judge a book by its cover or a film by its trailer. I think that the film is going to be much better than the initial bit of the trailer led me to believe. And I think that definitely the story sounds interesting. And I think for me, it will be a must see. Ozzy? I am not going to lie, but my link took me to, I'm just looking at that trailer now. My link took me to a completely different film. I saw a film starring Gerard Butler and Catherine Heigl by any chance. I mean, is it in Spanish? No. I, I yeah. don't remember this trailer whatsoever. So I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to reserve all judgment for this film. Um, I'm, I'm happy to take your, your lead. I'm going to say must see just in case. If anyone okay. knows what trailer Ozzy watched, answers on a postcard, please. I can't find it. I've, clicked every link in that, I've clicked every link in that email, right? And I can't find that trailer that I watched. And the day of- what I watched was grim. And uh, <laughs> yeah. oh God. I, I want to watch what Ozzy watched. <laughs> I but I, I'll, give, watch I'll give this a go. I'll give this a go. I'll give the other truth a go. Yeah. So, right. yeah, for, uh, must see. Good stuff. Okay. Three for three there. That is 12 p.m. on Sunday, the 6th of November. And moving on to Song for Hope, Song for Hope, which is on 2 p.m. 
on Sunday the 6th of November. And Song for Hope is the incredible story of Ryan Anthony, the renowned principal trumpet of the Canadian Brass and the Dallas Symphony Orchestra. Despite being diagnosed with a rare terminal blood cancer and given just months to live, Ryan and his wife Nikki started a charity called Cancer Blows, which organises huge music concerts with the world's greatest trumpet players, raising millions for cancer research and helping Ryan to live and play for a further eight years. Pretty inspirational stuff. Dave, what did you think of the trailer? Uh, as you say, pretty inspirational stuff. Um, and he, like, he got a diagnosis, of, I think, of a couple of months. And he fought hard for, I think, a good eight-year battle. Yeah. This turned out to be. He fought He fought hard. He fought well. And, yeah, he looks like he does some good stuff uh, in, his, in his final years. This this sounds really kind of heartwarming. Obviously, you know, it's going to have that mm. ultimate tragic end, but heartwarming journey along the way. And one thing I will, I did like about this trailer is the personality of Ryan Anthony comes through. Seemed like a genuinely lovely man. Seemed like yeah. a genuinely funny, witty, charismatic guy. Um, very sad ending ultimately that we know we're going to get, but um, it looks like it's going to be a good journey and quite a heartfelt journey as well. Yeah. I, I think this looked fantastic. This is probably one of my picks at the festival. I I thought the guy himself, as you said, Dave, really charismatic, really, really obviously inspirational figure. The guy climbed fucking Mount Fuji when he had blood cancer. You know what I mean? I had and COVID performed. last week. And yeah, performed. I'm performed, yeah. I, I had COVID last week and I couldn't even climb the stairs up to bed. You know, this guy is a fucking inspiration. So uh, as you said, Dave, you, you know it's not going to be a, a very nice ending, but I think that the film just looks so inspirational and also heart-wrenching and heartwarming i think it's a must-see for me dave it's a must-see and austin i thought it felt like a documentary by numbers netflix documentary by numbers wonderful story very heartwarming perfect for a netflix original but it's not for me well that's uh, pretty fucking heartless uh <laughs> <moving> on. <laughs> Okay, uh, moving on to our next film, All My Jews Are Paid. Oh, in, <laughs> in oh. The, oh what? Sorry. I was saying, oh, oh, this sounds exciting. I'm, oh, I'm right. very excited about this film. <laughs> Nothing bad, Gav. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just, just jump in. Sorry, I'm telling you now, All My Jews. <laughs> this was the All My Jews Were Paid. I saw this, right? And thought, what a voice. Fucking hell. Like, I thought yeah. it was going to be another. I thought, again, it opens up. It looks a bit low budget. But I'm, I'm going to I'll say what it's about. So it's in 1977. Soul blues singer Frank Bay quit singing after a deal went terribly wrong with James Brown. Now, 40 years later, Frank was invited to record a CD in Nashville with Buddy Guy's record producer, fulfilling the dream of his lifetime. Posthumously, in 2021, Frank's final CD, All My Jews Are Paid, was nominated for a Grammy. Now, the feature documentary follows Frank's journey from performing in Philadelphia church basements to making a record in one of Nashville's most prestigious recording studios to seeing Frank record one of the final tracks for his CD, that received the Grammy nomination after his passing. Ozzy, apologies. What were you saying? Yeah, sorry, man. This blew me away. I thought it was going to be a bit shit. You know, you hear the thing about, oh, someone who got burned by, uh, you know, they got burned by James Brown. Of course they did. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, burning everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But genuinely, like, this looks really interesting. And what a voice. I'd never even heard of this guy before. And the trailer is gripping. His voice is like velvet, man. That just, blew me away i'm really looking forward to this one yeah great dave 
Uh, I have to agree entirely with what Ozzy's saying. This this looks good. I'd never heard of Frank Bay. Uh, and I don't know why, because he had this most divine voice and it, it's incredible soul singer. Yeah, but I was reading into a, a little about Frank Bay. Obviously, the documentary will go into his early life. What what happened with that deal? I, think, I don't even think it was a deal. I think James Brown's... Um, like took a song that he'd recorded with his band and his band thought he'd sold it or something. And therefore they'd missed out on royalties and he kept them or something. That wasn't what happened at all. It had been used without his permission. And yeah, he just got so disenchanted with the music industry. I'm sure the film will explain it all in greater detail, but yeah, just w- what a shame that we had like decades of, of no Frank Bay, Frank Bayless mm-hmm. decades. <laughs> and what could have been if he hadn't become so disenchanted with the, with the music industry, but I'm pleased he got this final reprieve. I'm pleased he got the chance to record again and make music. He seems so passionate about it. seems like music was his life. It really is a shame that he, he withdrew from the industry the way he did. Uh, but yeah, he seems like a fascinating guy. Seems like he's got a great voice yet. Yeah, this, this ticks all the right boxes for me. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think it reminds me a lot of Searching for Sugarman. I was thinking that. Yeah, I agree. And I, I absolutely love that documentary, to be honest. And this looks like, but it's, it's a very similar story. An absolutely incredible sounding performer who we have been well robbed of hearing for decades because of you know, something that went wrong years and years previously. Uh, but it, it, it sounds brilliant. And I know I said this before, but this definitely is one of my picks of mm. the festival. And this is a must-see for me. Ozzy? Yep, must-see, must-see. And Dave? Absolutely must-see. Yeah, that's three must-sees then. And that is for All My Jews Are Paid, which is at 4pm on Sunday, the 6th of November. Uh, Moving on now to Dear Woman Child, which is on at 6pm. When Prin's marriage breaks down after several miscarriages, she retreats to her late grandmother's remote and rundown farm alone. She takes solace in caring for the farm animals, feeling a sense of belonging in her grandmother's place. But the isolation is hard as she struggles through the harsh winter. So... I don't really know how I feel about this. I think the synopsis sounds really interesting. I really like the music, the cinematography, the direction in the trailer seemed really nice. However, it was pretty vague. There wasn't a lot of detail. So I don't really know what to expect from this. I don't know whether it's going to be a sort of hard hitting drama. I don't know if there's going to be elements of a thriller or horror even in there. It, it has piqued my interest, but I just wish there would have been a little bit more context in the trailer itself. But I think I've seen enough to want to actually go and see it. So I'm going to put this down as a must see. Ozzy? Um, I'm going to say this is a not for me for the, exactly the same reasons you've just given, that there wasn't mm-hmm. enough context and it felt like a bleak art school project. I, I don't think it's going to go anywhere other than more of the same as the trailer. That's my feeling. But Okay. And Dave? Similarly, because I don't know what to expect. And I said with the other one, I've been burned before. I feel this could be another burn coming. It looks a little avant-garde for my taste. Uh, might not be my kind of thing at all. But it, like you say, it has shown me just enough that I am intrigued. So, you know, I, I think must see, but I will be keeping one eye on the door just in case. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. <laughs> just in case. Because <laughs> I have suspicions this is not for me, but I will, I will give it a go. Must see by an ILC, yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, that is Dear Woman Child, which is on at 6 p.m., <laughs> 
on the Sunday, the 6th of November. And then, uh, yeah, we've got the next one up. Man, if you thought that was avant-garde, Dave, we've got <laughs> Sweet Disaster. Right, can I go first here, right? Yeah, of course. Let, let me just say a little bit about, about what, what the film is about. So, uh, Frida unexpectedly falls pregnant and Felix, the father of her child, breaks up with her to reunite with his ex. Although some serious health problems caused by the late pregnancy force Frida to rest, she still tries to get Felix back using methods which are absurd, exaggerated, and sometimes hilarious. Ozzy, take it away. So uh, this for me was like uh, Wes Anderson meets the Amelie film. So it could be any Wes Anderson film meets Amelie, and it's right up my street. This was just, this is another batshit crazy, weird emotional turmoil throughout. And the trailer, I think, just carried everything that I want out of the film. And I'm, I'm up for this one. This one felt like... Between this and Alice, this is my, these are my go-to of the of the entire festival. Yeah, you know what? I, I thought it looked really good. <laughs> it's, it's funny. I was laughing at the yeah, trailer. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, don't don't get me wrong. I think that the the best part of the trailer were definitely at the beginning, and I think then it it, it kind of starts off with the more fantastical elements of the film. There's sort of like a musical number. There's loads of like bombastic, colourful scenes, like like something that Michelle Gondry would have directed. And then it goes into the the drama element of it. So I think it, it looks good. I'm just hoping that there's a good blend, and it isn't just a case of like, oh, here's your sort of like outlandish scene, and it's it's only like two three minutes of the entire film, and the rest of it is just quite a a, a dour drama. But I am definitely interested. That that trailer I thought was really really good to be honest so it's a must see for me Ozzy yeah must see and Dave <laughs> I mean I'd go on what, what, what are your thoughts on this no no I, I actually quite like the look of this one it does look very avant-garde again but it looks like a more colourful cheery kind of like like Austin said Amelie meets um, Wes Anderson which yeah. you know that both of those things I can sign off on so yeah you know what this is a must see for me Okay, that's brilliant. And finally, we wrap up the festival at 8.30 with a short, well, sorry, a short, it's a collection of narrative short films. There's loads of films on display here, but one that I wanted to pinpoint is one that's called Ruthless, which sounds very interesting to me. It's uh, in 1970s Northern Ireland, a young boy bereft of his mother defies his father to get the glam rock album he so desperately wants. I really like the sound of this. I think it sounds like Belfast meets Billy Elliot, and I am all up for that, to be honest. <laughs> Sounds like a great combination. Dave, what are your thoughts? Uh, that, that about sums it up, actually. Yeah, I was. it, it did grab my attention, mostly due to a, a kind of a tasteless blurb, if I can be honest with you. It just basically said, it's Belfast, early 70s, boom. And I was like, oh, come on. Now. Something's in the air, and it's not a bomb. It's revolution. Glam rock is drowning out the noise of armored oh, cars. Like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, they got my attention. I'll give them that. But I, that's not the way I'd have phrased it for a, for a start. Oh. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't read that part. Oh yeah, I read it. Yeah. Well, if boom grabs your attention, if anything does, my goodness. Um, so although I think a kind kind of tasteless way of phrasing it and uh, grabbing your attention, but the the short looks all right actually. Um, it's all about um, T Rex is the band he's obsessed with, an Electric Warrior, this seminal glam rock album, possibly the biggest glam rock album of all time. No, no, 
Ziggy Stardust. But no, okay, it's <laughs> one of the greatest glam rock albums of all time. And obviously the kid is there in the moment, wants this album. Like you say, Billy Elliot meets Belfast. That I hadn't thought of that. That sums it up like frighteningly well. So, <laughs> yeah, fair play to you. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, obviously that's only one of the films that are displayed there, but there's uh, lots of great other sound and films on, on that list. If you want to know more about the collections of short films that we've just skimmed over, then do head over to the Liverpool Film Festival website, liviff.com. And, uh, yeah, so for me, that, that final one is a must-see, Dave? Must-see. And Ozzy? Yeah, must-see, must-see. Okay, well, that's great. We have wrapped up all of the films that are on display at the Liverpool Film Festival. I, I, I want to ask you guys, what is the one film that if you couldn't get down to see any other film, if you only had the opportunity to spare like one and a half, two hours to see one film and this entire film festival, what would that one film be? Dave? Rumba Kings. Rumba Kings, great. And um, Ozzy? I'm going Sweet Disaster, Rumba Kings, close second. Okay. Uh, for me, I think it's all my Jews are paid. I think that sounds fantastic. So yeah, loads, loads of great films on, on offer. Really, really eclectic, diverse mix as well. Lots of different voices uh, being uh, on, on, put on display here. Uh, really, really interesting. And um, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I did say right at the beginning of the episode that there would be an opportunity to win three pairs of tickets to the Liverpool Film Festival. And all you guys have got to do is very, very simply send us a message, whether that be on Twitter, whether that be on Facebook, send us a tweet, send us a message with the film that you would most want to see at the Liverpool Film Festival and why. So it's as simple as that. Send us a message with your pick for a film to watch at the film festival and your reason why. So that is it. The film festival, as I said, starts at, uh, sorry, <coughs> As we said earlier, the film festival starts on Thursday, the 3rd of November and runs until Sunday, the 6th of November. All tickets can be bought online at liveth.com, L-I-V-I-F-F.com. As I said before, tickets are £4.50 for all films until October the 31st. So do get in there quickly to buy your tickets. If you want any more information, check out the website itself. And just finally, just to say thank you very much, both of you, for checking out the trailers and for lending your insights about all the films at the film festival. And thank you to anybody who has taken the time out to listen to this episode. I hope that you've gained a lot more insight about the upcoming films at the film festival. And hopefully we've piqued your interest and hopefully maybe you're going to go and check a few of them out. If you do, let us know what you thought of them. Send us a tweet, send us a message on Facebook, letting us know your opinions on any of the films that you do check out at the film festival. If you have been interested by this episode and you want to listen to one of our actual episodes films on trial check out filmsontrial.co.uk or check us out on any podcasting platform we are on all the social medias as well at film trials on twitter and films on trial on everything else so we are going to return to our regular scheduling in two weeks time when we put the exorcist on trial but before then don't forget to go to the Liverpool Film Festival. It is going to be an absolute treat. Before we wrap things up, guys, what have we learned today? Well, we've learned that I can't pronounce masked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's so coming up in future episodes. That's 
this is a gem <laughs> and also that the liverpool film festival sounds like it's going to be a good one so get yourself some tickets and get on down there see you in two weeks guys goodbye mm-hmm.